You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. About to be in line with Utefni uh, right now. Uh, love and disability, a conversation that we are having this morning. Uh, just a quick one about Utefni Twala. She is a, a defined as a four-fingered short with, um, she's defined, well, sh- let me read it as she's written it to me. I'm best defined as four-finger short, which is my stage name. I'm a poet born with a disability. I'm an author of purposely designed poetry book. I'm a casual day ambassador and a nappy runner ambassador. And uh, she's uh, going to be online this morning with us talking all things uh, uh, love and disability because, because it's a conversation that we kind of put on the back burn as uh, a people. This feature is called uh, um, the feature is called The Front Row and we have this every last Tuesday of the month where we partner with casual uh, with um, the casual day ambassadors like Uado who is the resident um spokesperson and also the resident consultant i guess for us as a station because i realize as we keep speaking and the conversations that we have that sometimes there are certain things that i we think that we know but we don't really know and uh or we phrase uh in a different way and that becomes problematic sometimes when we phrase these conversations and we don't know how to really phrase them because we are not inside the community but we are because we are all part of the human race and so things affect us and so being valentine's month closing off the 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 month of love i thought daphne would be the perfect person to bring in studio and talk to good morning daphne how are you doing Good morning. I'm good. Thanks for yourself. Fantastic. So honored to have you on the GMG Breakfast Show. Thank you so much for saying yes to the invitation uh, when we extended it via ADO. It is an honor to have you here and we're looking forward to unpacking this journey with you. Thank you so much. I'm excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> Just think about it as a friend on the other side of the phone call. And then we call you about the name. So so if there was a billboard, Daphne, uh with uh a three phrases or just a phrase, you know, three words even that captured the essence of who you are, what would this billboard read? I suppose it would be I am four fingers short. <laughs> four fingers short. Why that name? And uh, what? where did it come from? And what's the story behind it? So it's because I, I am a poet. Mm-hmm. I am a person with a disability. Mm. So I suppose my disability is visible on my hand. So we just I'm running short of four fingers. So I just wanted a stage name that will be like, what? Why did she say that? So, mm. <laughs> so then I chose Four Fingers Short because I'm running short of Four Fingers. Uh, I, I love that. I love that. I love the fact that you also chose to incorporate what people can see and sometimes even see as something to hide. And you said, I'm going to allow it to be visible as I take up center stage, right? Exactly. I don't want people to make assumptions about my disability. So I just wanted to make it clear. Like, it's as you see it, you know. 
Yeah, I really, really like that. So let's get into, um, let's get into, like, before, I mean, today I want to speak about love, and I want to speak about love within the context of disability because it was Valentine's Month, you know, people are having fun and stuff like that. And we've got a few questions that we want to unpack. But Monday, yay 14, how was your day? Um, I was traveling mm. because of work, so I was literally working. <laughs> so no box of chocolates, no box of chocolate. No. No teddy bear, no cup, pink and white, red and white. <laughs> no, but at least I got a hug. <laughs> <laughs> that will that will do. That will do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 get into it. Should um people with uh, disabilities be in romantic relationships? And I think you know sometimes it might seem like such a almost unnecessary question of course they should be well for for myself um my mom is yo she's on my neck now she wants a grandchild so <laughs> i should be getting married soon <laughs> but um yes of course persons with disabilities should be in romantic relationship because we are persons first before our impairments mm. right so we are humans so why shouldn't we be in relationships? You know, I just have a disability. I'm not like, I'm not an alien. I'm still a human being. You know, mm. I still have feelings and, and everything. So yes, persons with disabilities should be in romantic relationships. Mm. I really love that when you're saying, I mean, and, and that's one thing that I've learned from Ado um, for as long as we've had her for over a year now, I think, um, that we are people first we are persons first before our disability and a lot of times we society is too quick to um define us based on our disability first or our impairment first before it even sees and recognizes the humanity in us so i really like that but then we cannot run away from the complexities that each because i mean you cannot speak for all um, different impairments or disabilities but at the same time mm -hmm. because of you only experience and know your own but you are a voice and you are part of casual day and an ambassador and speaking and giving voice to um, the, the community as a whole so my question would be how does having a disability affect relationships especially the romantic say in a romantic setting okay um, I think I was ready for that question <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, disability does not have to affect the relationship. However, there has to be some adjustments um, within those two people who are romantically involved. Mm. I mean, for instance, when you get to know a person, you know what they like and what they don't like. So it's the oh. same with persons with disabilities. You just have to adjust to my reasonable accommodation. I have to tell you, what I can do and what I cannot do. So you have to adjust to that. And I have to adjust to adjust to the fact that you're a person without a disability and you may not understand what disability is. So it's up to me in a relationship to tell you of the person that I am besides my disability, you know? Mm. So it's a communication that has to be there. It's not necessarily affecting the relationship it's just a matter of communicating everyone's needs, you know. Mm. Do people with disabilities get married, um, have children, and uh, grow successful families? 
Of course, of course. And well, as a good example, mm. is married. Yes. So, and she's a person with a disability. So yes, persons with disabilities are supposed to be ma- to be married and have children. For instance, we say that we are in an inclusive um, society. We have, as persons with disabilities, they say we have the right to education. We have the right to job placement or anything like that. But when it comes to relationships, why should they box us in? Mm. Is there some sort of uh, a manual that came from heaven that says persons with disabilities shouldn't have children? Maybe there is. We don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is there isn't such a thing that um, that persons with disabilities shouldn't be married. Mm. And I mean, when God created a man and a woman, mm. a woman comes with, um, let me say, a womb mm. because she has to carry children. Mm. We as women with disabilities, we also have that. Because I'm a woman with a disability, why should it be different? Mm. Why shouldn't I have children? Why shouldn't I get married? You know? Mm. I love that you are saying that, I mean, just because you have a disability doesn't mean that you don't, you didn't come with a womb. It doesn't mean that you didn't come with all that you need packaged in you to fulfill the mandate that God has set out for you as an individual. But um, as we're speaking with Ado, um, preparing for this conversation specifically, one of the things that came up as well, and as we're speaking about children, I I thought, let me bring that to the table. Do you feel that people have an obsession with um, sexuality of persons with disabilities? Like, you don't see a person, especially an able-bodied, walking to pick and pay or being in a relationship with their partner and think, oh my goodness, I wonder how sex looks like when they are together. But every time when there's a context of a person with um, a disability, uh, a person with disability uh, and uh, able-bodied, quote-unquote, for lack of a better word, in a relationship, then automatically the first thing people think about is sex. Do you think we as a society hypersexualize the community of persons with disabilities? Um, Of course, it's something that they do a lot. I mean, like, sometimes when I walk around, people will stare at me. Or when I walk around with my partner, they'll stare at me. And I'll always say, I wonder what they're thinking. And obviously, Mm. I know exactly what they're thinking. (laughs) because, (laughs) Because we grew up knowing that, or we grew up with people saying that persons with disabilities are um hypersexual you know mm. like the, they're extremely sexual and they love sex and mm. i wonder that isn't what everybody does when yeah. they're in a relationship i mean like why does it have to be all those conversations around persons with disabilities being able to have sex or not mm. i mean like if you're a person and you're romantically involved of course you're you will be um, uh, intimate with somebody yes. but now why is it a question when it has to be with a person with a disability and sometimes we can't you know you can um, create awareness to such an extent but if people don't want to change their mindset then unfortunately mm. there's nothing we can do about it you know I hear you and I agree I agree I agree so in an inter um, interabled relationship uh, why does society deem the non-disabled person to be a hero or a saint for loving a disabled person. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so those, those questions mm. is something else because 
you know when you are a person with a disability mm. you get these people who proposes to you but in a mindset you will see I know that she's gonna love me because she doesn't have options you know? ah. or they'll say that I know very well that she will love me forever because I came up to her even though she has a disability mm. but guess what there are a bunch of other persons without disabilities out there who come up to me with that same mentality. Doesn't mm. that give me like an option to teach that just to prove a point that actually I can teach because there are a lot of people who come with your mentality to me, you know? Yeah. So um, I think society, they deem them as heroes because they think obviously they are making us a favor. But mm. in the today in a relationship. So not knowing that there are actually other persons without disabilities out there who genuinely love someone, mm. not because they have a disability or not. Because remember, like I said, I'm a human first before my impairment. Yeah. So they see the person that I am, and then, well, disability is just an extra special um, mm. something that comes with it. Mm. I mean... I usually say that I come with unnecessary attention. So either way, you'll be famous because of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> anywhere we go, people are going to be That's a spawn. You know? <laughs> I agree. And also what, I mean, speaking back to the fact that you, you, you are speaking, especially being a woman, I mean, most of the time, women wait for guys to shoot their shot. And also, how do you personally decipher if the person is coming because they're like, ah, I know the answer is going to be a yes. Or because they genuinely like, you know what? I really want to get to know her. I want to know what she, her vibe is. I enjoy her spirit. I enjoy what she's offering and I want to get to know her. How do you for yourself um, decipher who's who in the zoo? Okay. Um, sometimes it's just like a thin line between knowing that a person genuinely loves you mm. or they come with their... Um, bad intentions hidden in a in a in a in a beautiful way, you know. Mm. So I feel like it's the same with persons without disabilities because Bakona Abantu Mjola is it's a pandemic. Everybody, you know. True, everybody's seeing flames, guys. Exactly. <laughs> in, in every context, whether it's interracial, interabled, you know, yes. people are seeing flames. Exactly. Yeah. So you'll never know until like you get to know that to get to know that person like genuinely when mm. you spend time with them the way they react around you the way like when you walking around um with people around you see their reactions how they react most of the time tells you if that person is genuine or not you know and mm. um, there was a time where I kind of like was in a process of being with a relationship with somebody mm. and then it got to a point where we we we, we agreed that we're gonna be dating mm. and then within like a few weeks he disappeared and then after years he came back only when did i realize that he had a problem with abantubazotin mm. you know of course i love this person but still abantubazotin mm. so it's like like that has nothing to do with me. It's yes. his problem. I don't have a problem with myself. It's mm. his problem with the way people would react. So mm. sometimes there isn't like an actual way you can tell, but just being around someone and their company can tell a lot with you. Does this person really love you? You know? Mm. 
That is a beautiful one. That's a beautiful one. So how should society view uh, such relationships? And uh, also coupling that message with what is albinism in the context of love and disability? Because we do know that not all albinism is categorized as a disability, but we do know that it, it, it carries the same weight, especially in the black community. When you are in a relationship and you've got albinism or you are you have albinism yes and also or you have an, a different impediment there's always the thing of it's the same thing so how should we as society view and treat people in these relationships you know we usually say that love is love mm. you know love has no color love has no disability mm. so uh, why should we label love when it comes to disability? You know, mm. uh, we as society, we must stop labeling like, as in like, okay, I know there are interabled relationships, but what's the point of labeling the relationship if love is love? You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. And um, just a person, just because there's a person of a short stature who is in a relationship, why do you deem that as impossible or are they that ugly to love you know mm. are they that impossible to love so like if you're saying that love is love so then why does disability have to to be different you mm. know what i'm saying because i remember there's there was um this a whole woo about Ooh, temba i think his name is temba yes when he, temba got um, married to his yeah. wife yes i remember yes Yes. So people were reacting badly to that. Yes. And I was like, yes. so guys, is he not to be romantically, is it not supposed to be romantically involved? I mean, like, love is love. Mm. You, you yourself said that love is love. So why mm. is it any different now? So um, I think that society should just accept that mm. we are persons mm. before our impairment. Mm. And of course, we will be in relationships mm. we will be married and we will have children and in terms of um albism albinism it's the same well it depends on a person yeah. because we are different as persons with disabilities right mm. but it's the same concept that whether that person has a visual impairment or not they are still able to give love and they are still mm. able to receive love you know what i'm saying so um, I feel like we should stop labeling um, mm. in the concept of love. Definitely, I like when you're speaking about the Temba example because the pictures trended and not because people were celebrating love, but because people were in awe and could not believe it and almost, you are right, felt that that r there was something wrong with the fact that he found love and that almost vilified his wife in that context. So what would you say to... Um, uh, to help maybe the person who saw that season as a bystander and wants to give love a shot, but is, is a person with a disability or a certain impairment, and they feel like, I don't want to be on the headlines. What would you say to that person who says, I want to love, I want to believe that this person loves me, but I also don't want to deal with the backlash of his community and people around? Well, unfortunately... Us as persons with disabilities, mm. wherever they go, people mm. will talk, and whatever we do, whatever we do, people will react. You know, you can't control how the other person will react. So you must just do you 
and forget about everyone else because um, their opinions doesn't have to involve you. It's their opinions. They have mm. nothing to do with you. Mm. Just love and just remember that um, the dating can be, <laughs> can be difficult for everyone, mm. but you must be able to be open to love, mm. you know, to give love a chance. Yes, you may still have your, your, um, your, like as an Ubuntu, you know, as, as a person, I still have that thing Ubuntu, but what if this person doesn't exactly love me? But mm. I'll never know until I give love a shot. You mm. know what I'm saying? So just be open to love and forget about everyone around you and just focus on the person that you want to build love with. Mm. I mean, when we, when, if I was speaking to a person or my child came to me and said, uh, they wanted to be in an interracial relationship. I would be able to tell, I would say to them like, yes, it's beautiful, love is love, but be mindful that you're going to have to deal with racism. You're going to have to face this and this and that. So what would you say to a young girl who says, I see Usis Ado getting married, becoming a mother. I see you becoming an author and writing books and stuff like that, but I don't know if I should live to see tomorrow because... I dream of those things, but I don't see it in me. How would you, what would be those words that you give to them as we wrap up? Um, what I'd love to say to them is that you're a person first before you're impairment. Mm. People shouldn't be judging you because of your disability. Mm. They should be able to accommodate you um, reasonably, you mm. know? Um, and always remember that whatever you do, how people react shouldn't affect um, the person that you are because you know what you want to be. You know the love that you want. And you can differentiate if the person is loving you the way that you want to be loved. And if you communicate the way that you want to be loved, then there wouldn't be a problem. So communication, I would say, is the biggest, biggest, biggest and important thing in a relationship if you mm. want to be in a relationship. So... Obviously, people will react. So you can't tell people how to react to you mm. being in a relationship. And obviously, wherever you go, people will stay because, well, they wonder um, how the relationship is. Or because they stay because they're just amazed over to, wow, this couple is beautiful. You'll never mm. know why they're you mm. know. So how they react shouldn't affect you. Just be you and just do what you want to do. I love that. I love that. I love that. Where can people get a hold of you in terms of the socials? And also, is there anything that you're currently working on that you need people to know about? Definitely, we'll do this again because we need to have you unpack your poetry and maybe read us some stuff. But what are you working on right now that people can plug onto? So, at the moment, I'm working on my second poetry book, um, which is titled "I Bloom Different." And uh, this is. I suppose I could say this is my most intimate poetry book because it's about me and there's pieces of me which are um which are written in metaphors and mm. if you don't if you don't if you don't read between the lines exactly you mm. wouldn't see that this poem is about me but also it will have like an audio book mm. so just for different persons with disabilities out there. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure as yet when it will come out, but mm. they can absolutely check me on Facebook. I am Daphne Twala, 
And on Instagram, I am four fingers short. It's the number four and then fingers, fingers short. short. Yes. 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 So that's where they can get hold of me. Thank you so much for making time for us, for joining us this morning. I hope we'll be able to do this again super, super soon and just unpack your journey. Thank you for sharing this and for enlightening us that everybody deserves to be loved. Thank you so much for the invite. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoyed having you. All right, that's how we wrap it up. Thank you so much. And uh, it's been a beautiful conversation with Jesse. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station.